All right. Hello. Welcome to Artificially Intelligent, the show where two old friends, one is a uh, blues musician, the other is a comedian. Guess which is which? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Barrett Ansar Goodwin in Philadelphia, Nathan Timmel in Iowa City, and we have conversations on everything. And how are you doing, my friend? I'm all right, man. I can't complain. I can't complain. You know, how about you? How's everything in your world? I can complain, and I will, only because I think we can tie it into the voicemail you left me with the topic you wanted to talk about. Ah, I think I can tie it in. I'm not positive, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. I have not been sleeping all that well, which is part of the course for me. But I've been having very violent nightmares over the past week where someone is trying to do me harm or the last one involved my kids being in danger. And, you know, I I wake up with a start. I'm usually the nightmares are short because I'm very good about waking up from dreams. Um, Usually I'm frustrated where if something bad is happening, I literally in my dream go, oh, this is bullshit. I'm dreaming. And I wake up and I'm like, (laughs) "Okay, yeah. But these last few have been. I, I, the, the nightmare wakes me up where I'm like, ah, and like, I even woke up Lydia once where I was yelling, like, knock it off. St- hey, hey, st-, cause someone was trying to shoot me. And mm-hmm. of course that's going to stop it when you yell, st- don't shoot me. Uh, it makes yes. for a good uh, Sylvester Stallone movie too. <laughs> stop or my mom will shoot. Anyway. Um, so I haven't been sleeping well. And, um, when I wake up, as we've discussed in the past, my brain hates me. So it just starts in with, hey, look who's awake at 2 a.m. Fuck you. Nobody likes you. Your book's a failure. Nobody likes your book. Nobody's going to buy it. You're a nobody. You're never going to. And then it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. And yeah, so that's where I'm at. I, I'm I'm suffering from a lack of sleep and a lot of negative thoughts. And I've been doing my breathing mm-hmm. exercises. And unfortunately, the past two nights, I'll try and just install a game on my phone something mindless where i can just like fuck it i'm just going to focus on the stupid game and in a way that's a sort of meditation in fact i did read a study that said if you play a mindless game before bed it is kind of like relaxing because you take your mind off all your problems and that allows me to get back to sleep so the way i think this ties into your conversation what you wanted to talk about is living built on a foundation of lies uh personal Mm -hmm. societal universal Mm -hmm. i mean going from the individual to the country to the world if i am not mistaken let me throw to you and we'll see if we can work backwards from societal lies that uh, make up the foundation of our nation to personal lies we tell ourselves that are damaging thoughts that was my idea anyway when mm-hmm. I decided to be honest about how I'm doing and my lack of sleep. All right. Hold on one second. Hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that will work. I, I will tell you how I came upon the thought, but I would like to see if we can backtrack it ah, much better. My feet were cold. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, I think well, explain your voicemail to me to the people that haven't heard it, which is everybody other than me. Um, hey, man, it's me. I think uh, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I had to recite it, just explain it, <laughs> the concept. <laughs> um, Although I think, did I delete it? Because I bet I could play it. It wouldn't sound good, but yeah. Um, the concept is really. About inconvenient truths is what it really came down to. Is inconvenient truths was the first thought I had, and then I had not the Al Gore movie. We're talking about something else, right? Exactly. And then, kind of like load bearing lies, like these kind of these fictions that we build things on top of. You know what I mean? So like these like the pick the the pillars for the edifice are held up by the pillars are made out of lies but they hold up legitimate things right so like it's a weird situation that was the thought so i wanted to talk about inconvenient truths and load-bearing lies essentially that's what i want and from a societal from a 
a personal, societal, and then whatever other in-betweens we can find. That's the idea. Sure. Uh, do you want to start with one or... I mean, it sounds like you're discussing life as, in a way, correct me if I'm wrong, a pyramid scheme of sorts, where you just keep building on it, and then it eventually collases, and we are in a building phase right now, or the banking system, where every I mean, so I often... In, I think we're in a collapsing phase right now, to be honest with you, but yeah. <laughs> okay, a, interesting as take. A nation, as a nation, I think we're in a collapsing phase. I, I, I actually that... would agree with that. I would. You know, I think that we've built. There's so many lies, like, you know, the whole idea of um, what they call it, cognitive dissonance, right? Yes. To be able to hold two competing ideas in your head at one time, right? But I think that there are things in which somebody once said to me that you know that you found one of those absolute truths when its exact opposite is also true. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's funny. But it's kind of in a weird way. There are many things I found. I can't think of any right this minute, obviously, because I need to to explain it. But um, <laughs> I can't think of any. But, like, but it does seem that way to me sometimes that when I find these things that I find to be 100% true, the exact opposite is true, too. Okay, I have an idea in my head. Yes. And it, it unfortunately ties in with everything going on in the world right now, or at least the country. Ooh, um, and I apologize to any viewer for me going there because it's such a cheap, easy, low-hanging fruit. But the police, um, mm. two opposite truths. Police is, the, the police are necessary. And then the opposing side, like, like when... <laughs> Whenever a, a black person or whenever a person, but generally whenever a black person is shot by a white cop, you have two, you have the right saying, well, why didn't he follow orders? And the left saying, defund the police. And I'm not saying both of those are true, but I'm, I'm trying to work it out to where police are necessary, but police are also brutal would be could be two truths but there's there's gray no, in between but, but both that, of those that, because actually, that, that, no but that's a good example because like it's one of those things where like the idea that cops are only good or only never make mistakes or when they do make mistakes it shouldn't be a big deal it's like well well wait that that's a better way of putting it the, the idea that the cops are only good or only bad and right yeah. It's like, but they can be both just, but I think that that's actually, there you go. We talk about some inconvenient truths, right? Most of us have a real shadow side that we have not integrated into our personality, right? And that shows up in drug and alcohol abuse, in fighting all the time you know what i mean the drama the victimization stuff like all these things right oh, let, me, can I, let me interrupt it, yes, bring please. it down to even simpler level it it's and how we treat other people yeah yeah doesn't even have to be yeah. drug abuse or alcohol abuse it's in how we treat ourselves and other people right absolutely yeah there's something there right like but like we are they say that a lot of the soldiers that have PTSD, they don't have PTSD because of what they saw, but for what they saw themselves do. Mm. Right? Because yeah. they never thought of themselves as monsters. And then they got into a position where they had to do something that they'd only seen monsters do. And they went, oh my God, I didn't know I was capable of that. And it really, really fucked them up because it went against their definition of good person. I know? just listened to a podcast today uh, with, a, with a Navy SEAL where he talked about his first kill. He was telling the podcaster, he's like, well, yeah, I, I'm a military first guy. And he said, what's I'm, I'm, I don't want to get it wrong. But basically, the summation was, yeah, sure. After you kill someone, you you go back to your room and then you just cry. Like, this is a Navy SEAL. This is like the yeah. toughest of the tough. They take five of these guys a year for years. It was everybody gets washed yeah. out of the program. And he said, yeah, you, you kill someone. And then after you digest it, you sit in your room and cry. And then you normalize it and move on with your life. But yeah. 
Yeah, right. Like it it can't be an easy thing to be in the field and have to like kill multiple people and unarmed people or just whatever it is. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> I experienced it. Neither have I. And I, I would like to think that part of me would like to think I am capable of doing what needs to be done in those moments. And the other part of me would hope I'm not capable of doing that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, again, there's those two competing things, right? Like, like I don't think that that's okay. I, I don't think that, like, that's what I, like, when people think about the idea of having a gun in your house, I'm like, I am pro- was it second amendment right yes like, i'm i mean <laughs> i'm pro gun i'm also are, pro that's that's another thing where they're just i am pro gun i am also pro legislating guns and and restricting absolutely. and having requirements that's you can right. have both of these things going on in your head yeah i did the thing with the gun thing is that like i totally understand the necessity for them i think that people should have a right to own them it's really weird to me though, because I think it's too easy. Yeah. I think it causes, I think that I'd, I'd rather we all had knives. You know what I mean? And I had to get up close and personal, you know, and, and see the damage. Cause I think it's too easy. I think it's too easy to just squeeze a trigger and watch somebody die and then cause all these ripples. One, the person's dead and all the ripples that that causes throughout their world and shit like that, like to be able to cause that much damage by doing something so simple, it seems unreasonable to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, it seems unreasonable that the average person should be able to cause that much damage in in an in an ecosystem, right? If every support system or community or whatever is an ecosystem, to be able to cause that much damage to an ecosystem with something so simple, I think it's not okay for the. I don't think the average person should have that ability. But yeah, I, mean, I believe in the right to bear arms, right? And there's a real problem there because I think, it, like, I don't own a gun because I think it's unreasonable that people have guns. But I think they should have a right to. They should just choose not to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, not to go, not to open up another Pandora's though. box. But it's the same right? thing with abortion. I know plenty of people that are pro-choice that also say I could plenty of women. I know plenty of women that say I am pro-choice. I could also never have an abortion. I, I couldn't go through that. I mean, again, they're looking at it from the standpoint of not having been in the situation, but they also look at it from the point of I've never been there, so I can't make that choice for someone else. I mean, there's also probably plenty of women who have children to the, right now because they believe in abortion and fight for abortion rights, but didn't have one. Yeah. When they could have had one in that situation, that would have been the kind of situation somebody might have one and they chose not to. And they still believe in the right to do it. You know what I mean? I think that makes perfect sense. So I mean, we're giving and, lots of examples of your idea, but I think we've got, of course, because we're not talking about the pillars of lies, the foundation of. Well, I mean, here's what I, here's where it came out of. It came okay. out of. I was listening to and i hate to say his name out loud i because I, I i hate when people piggyback their podcast off of somebody else's podcast you know what i mean like you know we're just gonna sit here and make fun of what joe rogan said today it's like you know it's like, i kind of like joe rogan i do too i, I haven't like listened to him since he moved but, to but spotify you know what I mean? it's, it's like it's like those things where it's like you know, where one person's podcast is a takedown of another person's yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what Candace Owens said today. Candace, Candace, we blast Candace Owens on our podcast today. So then all our liberal nut job friends like, yeah, and then come watch it. You know what I mean? I hate that shit. Yeah. Instead but, of having an original idea, you just, it's not even, right, yeah, it's, it's, right. it's piggybacking. It's just manipulating and using it's, it's, it is. And, it, and it's brilliant. And they teach it to you in, I was looking at a music marketing thing and it was like stupid. They're like, put pictures. It was back when I was playing a lot of jazz. They're like, put pictures of Miles and Coltrane on your flyer. It will attract people to it by associating with the greats. And I was like, and the okay, sad thing is, is they're not wrong. People are right, simple it's not, sheep. But it's, it's not a terrible idea. Not the best idea I've ever heard, but it's not a terrible idea. And it's like, right, that's what you're doing. All you do is just associate with, with greatness by doing it. That being said, 
this idea came. I was listening to Jordan Peterson talk to a Navy SEAL, that guy Jocko Willink. The, okay. the but for the record, yeah. I know that you know. I, we both kind of like Jordan Peterson. Absolutely. Don't like worship him, him I, like some people. I, Don't I, hate I him like other people. He's just a guy with I, ideas. Some are good and some are I bad. Think, right. I think some of his ideas are outstanding. And then others of his ideas are remarkably ill-informed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. where he is brilliant, he's brilliant. And where he's an idiot, he's an idiot. <laughs> just like anybody. And that's why I don't understand how people just either love him or hate him and are completely apologetic of his dumb things or just incendiary and, and ignoring his good ideas. Right, exactly. Right. Well, he was talking about the dominance hierarchy. That's his big thing, right? This dominance hierarchy and how, like, there's a natural dominance hierarchy. It's, it's in nature. It's 300 million years old. This idea of a pecking order. So there, it's just in, it's bred into us. This you idea, can call it the right? food chain, but okay. And well, and I was thinking about that and I was like, well, oh my goodness, my back. Oh, don't feel so good. Yeah, that's um, why I just, I don't know if you saw me grab a yeah, piece of eggshell and put it behind I, me. <laughs> I was like, man, I don't have one of those things. Um, but I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about what he was talking about. I said, well, what if that's actually really true? Right? Like, here's the thing. And he'll talk about lobsters and all this other stuff, right? If you, if you like, because he, he, the lobster is like one of the oldest living creatures on the planet. Like the lobster. Sea cockroach, but okay. Right. They are. But like they, to, to the lobster, the, dino, the dinosaurs are the new kids on the block. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's how old lobsters are, you know, according to Jordan Peterson. I don't know this to be true or not, but I'll, I'll take his word for it. But basically what he says is that when the male lobster, the, the alpha male lobster who proves that he is the best, he doesn't get the girl he wants. He gets all of them. Like all of the women mate with him. And it's like, yeah, oh, that, well, that's right. not just lobsters. There are a bunch of, I can't name the species off the top of my head or animal, but I mean, you, you watch a nature program and uh, is, isn't that, yeah, isn't a pride of lions? Isn't there one male and a bunch of females? I, I'm not positive, but right. it, I know there are several right. others, it's not like, just lobsters, where it's yeah, the, the and, and king the, shipmates, and, wolves maybe. I don't know, but it's not and uncommon. It doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be about sex, but in this particular case, it's like the king lobster. It's not about gets, sex, it's about mating. It's about but he, carrying but, on but the he lobsters. gets all the women. He lives in the most prime real estate. He has the access to the best stuff. Because he took it and he said, this is my territory. And he took it and that's what it is, right? And I thought about that for a long time. And I, and I don't like the implications of that. You know, like I like him and I don't like him simultaneously, right? Yeah. But I... Well, can, can I, jump, about... I apologize for interrupting, but it's like, mm -hmm. motherfucker, you're talking about lobsters, something with a brain the size of my fingernail and we yeah, scoop them up and eat them. That doesn't except mean we have that, to act like them. If, if yeah, he's trying to make that, that leap. Right. Of except that, that our, that the brain is not to say that our brain evolved is not, it's true, but it's not actually true. Well, it's marginal but, and it's, in, I mean, it's evolved, but it doesn't make us smart. No, but what happened is that we have this lizard brain, much like the lobster right back there and everything else. It's still there. That's the oldest part of our brain. And everything else just kind of was a workaround. Oh, we have this new thing. Well, let's build a workaround. It's just a bunch of workarounds that led to the brain we have now. It's not like it's an evolution, but it's still the seed of it. The kernel of our brain is still this lizard fuck, fight, sleep, eat thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's what it is, right? Like, it's still trapped in us it's the shit that we have to fight against that lizard brain that's the thing that makes you want to run somebody off the road when they give you the finger that's what it is all that stuff right but i would say that if i think about what he said is true and then i think about how this country was formed and i think about all the stuff that we like and then i start to think uh-oh this could be a problem shit my headphone just beeped and said it's going to be it's low on battery the problem is that my other one's not working well 
which means that if this battery dies, we'll have to figure something else out. It, it might be okay, whatever. Well, not, if we'll it dies, then it. I thought you had another microphone. Like I have a microphone you can. I up. do, but it but it's hooked up to it's it's just complicated. Um, you might have to just use the computer mic then. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, what I what I found is that I started thinking about morality, right? And then I started thinking, what if morality is just a lie? Like, what if this, like, like not like don't steal, like don't steal from people, don't kill people, things like that. But like this basic idea that like what we should be doing is always turning the other cheek or allowing for people to go ahead of us or do this thing or whatever it is. <laughs> like, like on a basic level, I get it. And on a murder, grand theft, larceny type shit, I get, right? Like, hold doors for people when you're in traffic, let people in, shit like that. I understand that. That's communal living. That's not morality. That's how you live within a community, right? But, you know, I feel like many people negotiate against themselves, right? Like, we like we're taught that putting our needs secondary is is good right we're just we're kind of taught that from a moral unless you're on an airplane then it's put your mask on and then save your kid right and then save your kid right in that particular sense right but in, but in most other times that's not the way we're taught and it's like well what if that's just bullshit hmm. like what if it's just a lie meant to make us docile and peaceful what if there is really a dominance hierarchy and the best thing you can do is just fight your fucking way to the top by whatever means necessary because when you get there, you basically get everything, right? Like, what if that's actually... And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe that's an inconvenient truth and I just don't want to believe that that's true and I be want to believe in the goodness of people and that if you mean well and blah, 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 then you will excel, Right. And the talent and hard work are all you need. But what if that's not actually true, right? What if that's well, just a lie? Right? I think there's and, a lot you know, to unpack here. I think you're, right, I think you're, start, you're going down like several, several know, tributaries off the main thought it's, river. The, the thought and, and the the thoughts are so unclear in my head because I'm not actually sure what I actually even believe. Like, I don't know. I believe that the dominance hierarchy is true, but I also believe that morality is a good thing to live by. But I also, but then I wonder how those two things compete with each other. And if sometimes my morality is just fear, right? Like, is my morality based on fear, right? Like, like all right. If... Like when you see somebody talk talk back to their boss, right, and get away with it, but you think to yourself, "Well, I would never do that. That's disrespectful." Or they they are a boss and they're mean, or they're a boss and they're super nice because they think it's wrong to be mean, but then they're not mean, but like exacting. Like you know, I, I don't know how to say it. Like. I, like okay. it, again, it's super unclear. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, have take over. I have a lot of thoughts running through my head. Yeah, you just go. I'll, I'll working backwards until I forget everything. <laughs> this is a discussion you and I have had a million times, and I think the end of it is, and this is going to be an unsatisfying answer: be who you are. I can't put it any other way. What what you and I have talked about both on, on recorded and just off just as, as friends is authenticity. People voted for Donald Trump because he was authentic. I believe people voted for Obama for the same reason. They believed he was authentic. That's why they were both able to, well, Trump didn't get a popular vote, but I'm saying people support what's authentic. People are drawn to Trump. Even if he didn't ever win a majority, they're drawn to him because as much as he lies, he, he's oddly honest about his lying, if that makes sense. People get that he's a bluster. So you can be Trump and be a complete shitbag and succeed, 
Or you can also be George Clooney, who's the nicest guy in Hollywood, according to everyone, and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, people love him. They say he is just a sweetheart, and he succeeds. And a lot of it has to do with luck, except for sports. Sports is the only metocracy uh, out there where, you know, Jordan or Tiger Woods, you know, you hear about how they trained. Um, that's the only thing where where it's it's talent and hard work, hard work and talent, a combination. But um, yeah, it's authenticity and being who you are instead of getting wrapped up in the thought of, and I'll relate this back to me and my nightmares in a second and lies and foundations of lies, I think. It's just that you can't discount luck, you can't discount hard work, and you can't discount authenticity. Now, that doesn't like if a, some, I have a comedian that I know, I don't even call it acquaintance anymore. Um, I think I've told you this story. I want to be very sketchy here because I don't want to call anyone out. Just basically, I saw him never get a laugh. I saw him be not funny. And then I saw him succeed beyond his wildest dreams because he stole someone's set. He stole a couple jokes that got popular. Who's very good at rubbing at, at socializing and boom, he ended up very successful and he cheated his way there. Jim Gaffigan is, has sold out arenas and is, is original and, and kind. There are, there are two, there are many different paths to the top. Um, well, let me ask you a question. Okay. That was just the last section of what you said oh. is is getting inside your own head. And I've got two more thoughts. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. My guess is, though, that on Jim, Jim, Jim Gaffigan's team, there's a pit bull on his team somewhere who does the dirty work for him. That's probably a manager. Yeah. But how did he land that That's manager? How did he, you know, his talent. Right. You and I have talked about this before. Luck cracks the door open. Talent opens it wider, keeps you Absolutely. inside. Jim Gaffigan is very talented. And the guy that I mentioned that's successful is nowhere near Gaffigan has been knocked down a few pegs. He, he was, he was launched and then people went, Oh, he doesn't really, you know, he's still, he's sort of leveled off at a, at a level I would love to be at, but he peaked way too soon because people, he was sort of yeah. uncovered for stealing. Mm-hmm. Let me well, quick, let me, let me quick yeah. work back. Let me quick. The one, one more thought. I apologize. Uh, when, when it comes to morality and, and uh, taking it all, mm-hmm. I read a history. I couldn't even begin to tell you where it mm, oh, shit. I, I wish I could remember the book. It was a historian who said that right now we are living in the only time where we feel bad about conquering, where in the past it was just, hey, we won. Fuck you. Deal with it right. I mean, from from the Aztecs to, to, you know, the, the entire world. Genghis Khan. All the way up until modern times, it was, we win, fuck you. And only now do we look back and go, oh my God, we beat someone up. We took we took their land. Oh, we took their country. We're such bad people. Why did we do that? Maybe there's something good in that. I don't know. Or maybe we're pussies. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think it's I think it's Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? If you, if, if, if you're living... If everything around you is a threat and everything is terrible, you have no time to worry about how your hair looks, what, you know what I mean, art, lofty thoughts about who you are as a person and what it means to be alive. You're just worried about survival, right? And as you move your way up the ranks, you have more and more ability to think about these things. Genghis Khan and them lived in a time when my guess is they might not have had the lu- the luxuries that we have now to think about. I don't know. I don't. I'm not no, no. I, not only do I agree with you, I take it one step further, and that when your life is so good that you can just jump online or you have the world at your yeah. fingertips in your phone, right. then you can invent problems. And not only can you invent them, absolutely, you can make every problem a ten. If it's a one, it's a 10 because it's inconveniencing you. If it's a three, it's a 10 because, oh my goodness, this is happening to me. And as we've talked about, we live in a perpetual victim society now. Yes. Okay. So So we're fast to anger and fast to whine. Go ahead. And slow to let go of. God damn, right? Slow to forgive. Right. Right. Like, holy shit. Right. Um, All right. Very quick to react and very slow to understand. I mean, absolutely. I, right. I'm, I'm not going to get into what's going on today. We, we can't, but you know, 
again, the sides are taking sides and they're condemning or praising or, and it's like, maybe each situation is unique and needs to be studied. And, 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 and listen, uh, without even getting into the topic, maybe people are, maybe people should be allowed to make mistakes, but maybe they should also pay for those mistakes. Absolutely. Right. Like, like maybe I we will... can all admit that maybe somebody made an honest mistake and yet they should still pay for it. And, and right? we, like we can go down this path if we want to. I know? think personally, the, I, I, I think the, are they second degree manslaughter or maybe involuntary? The, the Minnesota, Minnesota shooting that's being talked about right now, I think it's appropriate. Do I, do I think that it was a mistake on her part? Yes, I actually do believe that in a high pressure situation, you can make a mistake. Do I think she gets off for that? I hope not. I think that Good, I mean, you, like, you shouldn't yeah. file murder charges on someone that make a mistake, but she should be held accountable. She took someone's yeah, life. Absolutely. I mean, right, it's a mistake, I mean. right. but she should pay mm -hmm. the consequences. And it's right. sad because his life is gone. And her life is irrevocably changed, but something needs to happen. But I don't hate like, her. I don't condemn her. I don't say like all it. cops are bad. I say I mean, she fucked up. Like, Let's. But I mean, without going too far down this path, cops have a there, there's a certain amount of faith and trust and belief that we put that we have in them to or do that people things. lack for them. It goes both right. ways. Yeah. But, but, but let's just say that, like, the, the, the fact that we trust them with deadly weapons yeah. to keep us safe and protect us, like, like, I don't own a gun because cops have them and I don't need them. I should right. just be able to pick up the phone. I and then they have kill us. Have a gun. I should be Or they kill them. you. But, but, but what, what, with that, that trust and with that, doesn't come lower standards right it should come with higher standards, absolutely right not lower ones right yep like if you're a truck driver and you get caught speeding you get it's it's a worse penalty for you than it is for you or me a truck driver who gets because my understanding i don't know i heard this my guy who drives a truck right i haven't researched it but my understanding is that like when they get in trouble for breaking the moving violations it's really on them because they're carrying thousands of pounds worth of shit and it's too dangerous. So they have to have higher standards. Again, I don't know if that's really true. No, but but I feel don't, like you don't even need the truck driver analogy. It, it, the I cops think... should have higher standards. Yeah, I mean, uh, as people, they, they should be held to a higher standard. Spider Man, right? that shit with great power becomes right, great responsibility. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that complicated. Right. And so when they make a mistake, it does end in somebody's life, which means that they have to be trained better to not make mistakes. They have to be Absolutely. able to do these things. And maybe like they only make the mistakes every now and then. And it's like, oh man, out of all the million traffic stops, there's a million a year and 10 people die. That's a, that 10 people, 10, 10 parts per, per 100 million or 10 parts per 10 million is might as well be zero. Well, right? the will be zero. Can we go sideways with that? Matter. And I think it still ties in with lies. Mm -hmm. um, I think I sent you that uh, that um, I'm not positive that that we could talk about what Charles Barkley said. Yes. Yeah, and Charles Barkley, for anybody that doesn't know that's watching, said that I believe that uh, white people are good and black people are good, and that the politicians try and divide us for power. And I said I kind of agree with that, but I also think it's more than that. The media. I think the media is the one that tries to divide us that makes that we create echo chambers chambers so that we can be angry about our respective sides. And those are lies that we are building our, our, our alliances on that this Absolutely. side is wrong and that side is wrong and my side is right and fuck them. And it's all perpetuated yes. by a media that just wants to drive clicks and, and get us Absolutely. beating us anger. This ties directly into the authenticity thing, right? If, like, when you say authenticity, I know what you mean, right? And I believe that too. There's a kind of genuineness, right? Like, right. A kind of like, I be who believe, you are. Like, I believe what I'm saying is true, and I'm putting feeling behind it. Here's the thing: just because you think it, and just because you believe it, does not mean it's true. I knew you were going. Right? There, yeah. 
And that's the problem. Like we can be like when we like I get into this argument with people a lot. Well, like, well, that's just how I feel. And that's how I feel. And my feelings are real. I'm like, yes, your feelings are real, but they're based on a misunderstanding. And so, yes, while your feeling is genuine, it is not actually appropriate, right? <laughs> because you're basing your feeling on something that is not true. And if you run around and you think you never question what's in your head and you never question what you believe, right? Like, like some things that I believe were inconvenient truths, right? Like the idea, look, simply is a victim mentality, right? Did it, there it is. It died. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. You got a little more echo to your voice now. I know. Uh, but you can hear me? I can hear you. you. Might want to scoot in just a little because it's it's echoing through the room. Yeah, is that better? Well, it'll you know. Let's see. It'll take all the five seconds for this thing to, to charge up. It's like that big. But how's that? Yeah, that's great. All right. Um, then I get all. Oh my god! I can see how tired I am when I get up here. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so fucking sleepy. Wow. Tired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my bong. My Where's bong. your visine, young man? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there are many things like the victim mentality is something that I had much younger. Now I probably still have it to a degree, I would imagine. I, I don't imagine said something you get rid of when it's so firmly baked into your DNA, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's probably just something that like you notice. And it's like, was it a beautiful mind where? They said he didn't stop hearing the voices. He just stopped listening. <laughs> right? They're yeah. still there, still talking. He just chose to ignore them. It, it's like that sometimes, you know. But I wonder, like when I like having a victim mentality for me was it's a it's a it's a it's a mindset where where you don't take responsibility for your stuff, right? And, and, and it's the difference, with, there's a difference between fault and responsibility, right? Just because something isn't your fault doesn't mean it's not your responsibility, right? Your parents could have done a fucking bang up job and fucked you up your whole life. And at the end of the day, it might be their fault, but it's your responsibility to do something about it. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you know what I mean? But like, that's an inconvenient truth. That just because something isn't your fault doesn't mean it isn't your responsibility. And right. Fault, it'd be like me. It'd be like me treating my kids like shit and then saying, well, I had a shitty childhood. So what are you right, going to do? Exactly. Right. And the inconvenient truth there is that, no, you're just an asshole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because once you realize, oh, I had a shitty childhood, then you work to fix you. you that's when you instead of. I think people get stuck in the blame mode where yeah. this happened to me, no matter what it is, this happened. I got fired. I got dumped. I got whatever happened. Yeah. Like you said, it happened. And then when people get stuck in the mode of, so therefore I get to act this way. Right. No, you don't. You right. get a grace period of healing and understanding, but every day should be working toward improvement. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I remember I was in a band once years ago. Uh, with a friend of mine, actually. And um, it's why it hurt, you know, because I was in a band with him and I was also going through a horrible breakup right before one of our gigs. So we'd done a rehearsal and then I just had a week of hell and I showed up to the gig and it was a fucking mess, right? Because the bass player can't really make a lot of mistakes. Right. Like other like it's not a joke, but like singers can be flat a little bit. And they're like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Piano players can hit a bad note, not a bad chord, but a bad note. Guitar players hit a bad note. Drummer speed up, slow down. Bass player hits a bad note. Sounds like a train wreck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just a fucking train wreck, you know? And it doesn't mean other people, whatever. People well, I mean, your your bass players are rhythm and melody. So right. like it's just you can't, you're not really allowed to be fucking up. You that's know? why that's why Sting said, Why do you think I chose the chose the bass? I wanted to be in charge. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And I remember 
fucking up on the gig and then afterwards being like, oh man, I'm so sorry. I'm going through this horrible thing. And he's like, oh bro, that's so bad. I feel so bad for you. I totally understand. And then I got a call from a friend of mine, a drummer, and I was like, oh man, you know, what are you doing? He goes, oh, coming back from a rehearsal with that band. And I didn't get the call. And I was really pissed off. And it's like, right, like, just because bad things happen to me doesn't mean I don't have responsibilities that I have to still adhere to. And while people may be understanding, they don't have to be tolerant. Yeah, right? I mean, he'd been there, but you were also fucking with his business. Right, exactly. And the inconvenient truth is that, like, yes, I was in a lot of pain. Yes, I was hurting. Yes, I was kind of fucked up. But then I should have subbed it out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you should have said, I'm not qualified this week, but keep me. You know. Right, like the, right, like the inconvenient truth is just because something isn't our fault doesn't mean it's not our responsibility. And maybe something... And just because we're in pain or bad things happen to us doesn't mean we deserve special treatment. It does. And, and this is a problem, right? Because this is where, like, this is where it automatically can get tied into all that race and gender shit, right? Because there's, right, here's an inconvenient truth, right? There's internal racism, and there's external racism, right? There's things that happen, right? Like somebody calls me, See, I could say it, right? Somebody calls me nigger, right? <laughs> right? Somebody calls me the N-word. And then, <laughs> God. Somebody calls me that or somebody, I walk in, somebody doesn't give me a job because I'm black or whatever, which I'm a bass player. So being a black bass player at Dreadlocks, I get jobs because I'm a black. Not because, works in your favor a little bit right, for that. To, right, to, right, to a degree, right. That particular uh, area. Right. But like, well, let's say that like I don't get a job because I'm black, or I get pulled over more, whatever it is, right? That's external, right? But then there's internal stuff where I go, oh, I can't do that. I'm not. I shouldn't do that. Oh, this looks bad. Oh, I can't. Oh, they wouldn't. Oh, they wouldn't let me. Hear that a lot. Oh, white folks won't let you do that. Won't let you. What? So there's an evil white man with a gun pointing it at you, stopping you from going to the library. You know, they don't, it's like, that's, you know, but what? that is my responsibility to deal with. Even if it's not my fault that it got implanted in my brain, those kinds of thoughts, it doesn't mean it's not my response, right? The internal effects of racism are things I need to deal with. The external things, whatever. I don't know what I can do about that, right? We can march and protest and do all that kind of shit. But for me, the real racism for me to deal with is the stuff I've internalized from both Black people and white people about what it means to be Black. And hmm. me being in truth is that they can all fuck themselves at the end of the day because, right? Because like, you're you and you just got to be the authentic you. Exactly. And then it comes down to the authentic, but what does that mean? Right. And that's... Spend your life in performative mode from the time you are this big. You're trying to figure out how to fit in, how to do this, how to do this. What is the authentic you? And is there even an authentic you? Do you think we figure it out on our deathbed? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, that, I got it. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> i'm half serious <laughs> i mean so artificially intelligent idiots on parade <laughs> uh, but, uh, our lives are half over and i don't know if i've figured anything out yet dude my all right listen my my dad died it was a year ago in december yep. so crazy man like shit dude fucking time it's like yesterday and it's like a thousand years ago all hmm. the same time. You know what I mean? It's, it's like there's, I don't, I, I, I'm i sure I'm not making this up. I'm sure it's in, I think it's in some like country song, Loretta Lynn country song or some shit where she says, the days go by slow, but the years go by fast. And it's like, yes, indeed. <laughs> you know I mean? would like to point out to anybody watching that it was a black man that just uh, quoted a country song. Exactly. And Take that, gonna, Darius Rucker. You're gonna, you're gonna go quote Meg the Stallion now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got well, all the lyrics to 
wet ass pussy i think it is memorized <laughs> um i forgot i had a point in there somewhere <laughs> well i i had a thought um i'm not sure i'm not so th- this hmm. So when it comes to being authentic and and lies and, and we tell ourselves and or I want I, I had the thought that I wonder if part of the reason and try and relate this to what you're talking about, uh, because I, I, I if it for a moment it felt appropriate. And now as I'm starting to say it, I'm like, is am I just going down another tangent? Um, my nightmares in this past week, I wonder if they're coming from the fact that I have been really pushing and really facing a lot of rejection regarding my book to where all day long, I was like, all right, I got to believe in myself. I got to push this thing. I got to work at it. And then I have a nightmare and I wake up and then the thoughts are just like, ah, you're a failure. Everyone's rejecting you. And I wonder which is the lie. Is it believing in yourself or the, the, the voice that's telling you, you suck, which one is the lie and which one do I have to deal with more? I mean, I, well, let's take a step back for a second. First, I'll say, all right, I'll take a step back and we're going to come back to this. I'm going to go back one step and follow your train. When we talk about authenticity, I question what that really means because I think that the human mind and brain have such a remarkable amount of elasticity that I do not actually believe. I, while I believe that there might be a core part of me, I think there's a, a huge amount of me that's just training. Hmm. Just training. And when you listen to like, not that you should take your advice from Jim Carrey, you know what I mean? But like, if you talk to any of the people who are really good actors, right? And not, again, Ace Ventura. Proud. I don't know how he didn't get an Oscar. Right, exactly. But like that shit he did where he played what's his face, the Captain Taxi. I've honestly never seen the movie. All right, but like <laughs> he, he when he did that, he actually got really into character to the point where like it was actually annoying to people. But people who knew the guy, wait, said, Ace Ventura, or you talk Man on the Moon? Because when he did Andy Kaufman, when he did, when he did Andy Kaufman, that's what I mean. Like oh. Like I people, thought you said Ace Ventura. I didn't know you. I, I didn't hear you. No, I was joking about that. I know. I know you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear when you switched movies. Yeah, I only really played the guy from Taxi, but I. Oh, I, that's. I didn't even catch that. Name. I didn't even because I thought you were talking about a character in Ace Ventura no, that was a taxi no, driver. I didn't even catch that you had were talking no, Man on the Moon, Andy no, Kaufman. Right. Gotcha. And, and and he really became him. Yeah, he stayed in character off off like cut, right. and he would just remain. But like to the point where it was like he had inhabited him. Yes. You know what I mean? And he he talked about that because you can actually do that. Like you can study something so deeply that it just becomes who you are, kind of. And you can do that. Can I embarrass you? (laughs) Yeah, please. Uh I don't know if I like where this is going, but. It just it reminds me of the time, and this was this is a while ago, that you said that you had conducted a test on yourself. So you were watching chubby white woman porn. Oh. And the next thing you know, you're like, you'd be just walking on the street and you'd see this chubby chick and you'd get a little turned on. You'd be like, so you, you said I trained myself to be attracted by bigger girls. That's not actually the, the, the story is this. I was watching a bunch of MILF porn is what I was really watching. And, <laughs> and I... I found myself in the grocery store being attracted to all these like older women. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I was like, Oh, right. I bought that. I got that. That My friend gave me that two week pass to milk hunter or some shit. And I was watching a bunch of dudes, like younger dudes pick up older women in grocery stores and shit. And then I got in the grocery store and found myself getting aroused. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I realized that you could just be, you can just train yourself. And then I started doing that. I started watching porn from things that were not normally my speed. 
not good or bad, just not my speed. Right. And just watching it and seeing what would happen, and then finding myself right. I could be. I could just train myself to be turned on by arguably whatever I want to be turned on by. Just like Jim Carrey and as as Andy right. Kaufman. But I mean, parallels. Same thing. But it's a silly example, but it's a true <laughs> example. If I just sit there and spank it to a bunch of things long enough, that then turns me on. Right. There's things that just naturally turn me on, but I don't know that it's natural. That's what I mean. Is hmm. something that naturally turns me on? Is that just, like whenever somebody says to me, oh, I like blondes. I'm like, really? Really? You do? Like, is that natural or is that just because they're plastered all over the television and made to be the symbol of beauty? Like, is blonde hair actually more beautiful or are we just trained to believe it's more beautiful? See, and then I've never I don't even care about hair color it's like one of the last things i couldn't even tell you the first thing i noticed i mean says the guy married to a hot blonde but whatever (laughs) but but it's just funny one of my other friends said that he said that he's talking he's making talking shit about blondes we're in california he's talking shit about them then you go to fucking la all these fucking blondes and these blondes you know these blondes and these fucking blondes with these big titties these fucking blondes then his wife shows up and she's fucking blonde and Bill, and I'm just like, you're a fucking douchebag. And he doesn't, he somehow doesn't see that she is exactly the right. <laughs> like, he doesn't even see it. Like, in his mind, somehow she's different than all those others. I'm like, maybe all those other ones are different too. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't know if you'll remember this, but I was visiting you in New Jersey. We're going back decades. Yeah. And, uh, we weren't doing anything. We were just hanging out and I'm like, Oh, let's just put on football. Cause I want to, you know, I kind of want to watch football or have it on in the background. And one of your friends there was like football sports, ugh, sports are do- so dumb, wasting your time on sports. And I just sort of looked at him and said, we're in air Jordans, huh? He goes, yeah. I'm like, those are pretty expensive. Oh, he's like, yeah, Jordans. I'm like, eh, bad. you know, like, but I just, <laughs> it's like, he didn't even catch the fact that he was wearing really expensive air Jordan basketball shoes. Right. And, yeah. Because he didn't even say that, like, well, dude, I like basketball. He was just like anti-sports, but you know, Air Jordans. Yeah, yeah. People are funny. People are funny. So, all right. So, remind me of what you said before. I have no idea what I I was just going to say. I have no idea what we were talking about. I honestly don't. It'll it'll come back. So, we talked about the identity, authenticity, uh, being Uh, trained. Well, that's the real question, right? Like, is are your are your thoughts and feelings and beliefs genuinely real or are they just things you've been trained to believe right see now this 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 goes back to my joke about you being stoned because that's something a stoner would say <laughs> and okay so my response would be Maybe weed is the answer to to enlightenment. Maybe, but also, while it is not a bad thing to have, quote, deep thoughts, um, get both the ear bunnies uh, on the screen, not (laughs) off. Well, it's not a bad thing. It is bad to get wrapped up in it to the point where all you're doing is mental gymnastics and wondering about life instead of living it. Maybe being who you are is someone that is a walking contradiction. I don't know if this thought is real or if it's just something I've been programmed, but I'm just going to go through every day being the best me. Absolutely. Here's here's where I, I would draw the distinction. There are many times when people say things like, that's just the way that I am. No, fuck you. It's not. Yeah. Fuck off. Like, it's not just the way you are. You can do something about that, right? Like, Jordan, again, Jordan Peterson will say, don't, don't, uh, don't let your kids do things you don't like. And I'm like, oh, good Lord, Jordan Peterson, for a guy who has kids, you, okay. You're going to fuck your kids up and they're going to resent you and see how your relationship is with them when they're adults. His point is that like your kids will be much more successful in life if they are likable and socialized at a young age. If you socialize your children to play well with other people and do things like that, they will have a much better life. That's his point. I'm like, okay, okay. probably. I, I thought it was going down a Robert Sean Leonard in a Dead Poets Society path where you will right. be a doctor. 
right now. But I mean, but that's how it comes off. It, it, yeah. it, right. And when you say when you say that, that there's an extreme there. And I think he's assuming a, a sense of morality that may not be present from culture to culture. Right. Like he's assuming certain kinds of things that I don't think are necessarily universal. Right. But here's what I will say. While I may disagree with him about that, I, I would take it one step removed and say, become the kind of person you like, yeah. right? Become the kind of person you admire and earn your own respect. If you look around at the world and you see this is the kind of person I respect and you're, and it's not based on some kind of bullshit, some kind of people pleasing. I want to be famous like that person or I want to, right. Like, yeah. But like you like legitimately respect this person and admire them, then that's your model. Do you know what I mean? That's what you shoot for, right? Because I think that this idea that we allow ourselves to just have such shitty characteristics in our own life and go, well, that's just how I am. It's like, fuck off. You're lazy then because like. But you, what about. You know what I mean? You don't have to obsess over it like what you're talking about. But there are parts of your personality that are like, ah, maybe, uh, like you wouldn't, you don't like that about yourself. Like things about you that drive you crazy. Fucking fix them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, the the problem with uh, find someone you like and emulate, which I don't disagree with, but this goes into forgiveness because you, I mean, uh, who doesn't like Dr. Martin Luther King? Oops, he cheated on his wife a lot. You know, like everyone's human everyone has flaws or just who they are i mean so yeah we what is emulation that he was 26 what's that we forget that he was 26 sometimes i don't forget i'm just like like, but, yeah. no, like when he gave some of those huge speeches he wasn't even 30 yet yeah he was a kid you know what i mean like not to say that that is well, no that's why i'm saying forgive him i'm not saying there's <laughs> nobody that's absolutely perfect i'm not condemning him for his affairs i'm just saying like Others will. Others will say, I can't emulate this person because he has this flaw or that's like, that's my point. I'm not saying he was a bad person. I mean, that's that's just that's idiotic because like because there are things about there are things about your father. Right. That are admirable. Then there's things about him like with my dad. There's things, there's characteristics that my dad has that I really need to emulate. Then there's other things that I'm like, oh, I could leave that alone. Yeah, I mean, like you have to be able to pick and choose. Like my friends who are super punctual and professional and always prepared, and she's like, "Wow, that's a really good quality." No, they also do this other bit of fuckery, but this thing they got on point. I should learn that from them. You know what I mean? And that I think is okay. I'm putting this together in my head right now. Mm -hmm. So instead of picking one person and emulating, like you, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. You were just spitballing, but I, you, you be the person you want to be, or be the person that you would like, and you can be unique and original and you by plucking characteristics from different people that you like. So it's not just picking one person and saying, wow, I really like sting. I want to be like sting. But if you look at a totality of, I like Dr. Martin Luther King and Sting and Van Gogh is a good painter, you know, like uh, even, even, you know, I like uh, Jordan's focus, not really sure, you know, about his, uh, you know, holding a grudge against everyone or turning everyone into an enemy, but I like his, you can take different things from different people, Absolutely. incorporate them. And at the end of the day, holy shit, you will be you, even yeah. though you're parts of so different now. Let, let's take that, right? Let's say that's true, which I fundamentally believe. What does it mean to be authentic then? Hmm. And when do you become authentic? When you admit you're a walking contradiction. I have no idea. Right. But I mean, like, like I was probably authentic at three, you know, but by six, probably not so much. By I may have been authentic when I was 20 and an asshole to everyone. Right. Because that's how I felt, so everyone got to hear about it. You know, like, right. fuck you, I'm angry, so fuck right. everyone. Didn't right. make me a good person, but it made me authentic. Right. And that's the reality, right? Just because one is authentic doesn't mean that you're good. That's what I mean, right? Like, yeah. just because we have a thought or a belief doesn't make it right or good. Right, but, and I'm not justifying this, uh, you can be an asshole and be completely successful. I mean, and be 10 right. million Hollywood producers. 
you can be an asshole and be right. Yeah. Those are the worst kind of assholes. The ones who are actually right, they're the worst kind. Right? Because <laughs> you don't want to listen to them, but they're but right. They're right. <laughs> I mean, you feel like you feel like the shithead for listening to them. Now you're listening to some fucking asshole, but he's right. Yeah. You know? Right? Like, what the fuck? You know? Yeah, I think the problem is that at the end of the day, everybody thinks that they're part of the rebellion and the resistance when sometimes they're part of the empire. You know what I mean? Like sometimes we're the empire and sometimes we're the resistance. And we always want to believe that we're the resistance. You know what I mean? And sometimes we're not in our own lives, right? Sometimes you're Yoda and sometimes you're Vader. Sometimes you're good. Sometimes you're bad. Some people hate you and some people love you for the same characteristics, do you know what I mean? And it's just that's just real life. I think we may just have to be okay with that. I don't know. No, Again, I, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm not sure if we solved anything, but we're bumping up or even over an hour at this point. Um, yeah. yeah, fascinating. But fascinating shit, man. Like, you know, like this is the kind of stuff that like <clears throat> it doesn't keep me up at night. But it, it keeps does. me awake when I when I wake up. This is the kind of shit well, that keeps me from falling back asleep. The thing, right? Like, like, let's take that for like, like, let's pretend to be serious here for just a second. And let's say that you wake up and you have these thoughts, right? These, this relentless, like, kind of onslaught of, uh, of thoughts, right? That are negative and self defeating. And let's say you don't like that for the sake of argument. Let's say you'd rather that not be a thing. What if there was a way that you could? <clears throat> learn some techniques that would make it so that didn't happen anymore. Does that mean that that wasn't part of the authentic you or right? Like here's, here's, here's my thing, right? I guess this is what it comes down to. Here's my honest feeling about it. my honest feeling is that you could probably do something about that. It would probably take more time than you would like. Right. But you could probably do something about it. The thing is that most people, the inconvenient truth or the load-bearing lie that most people believe is that they cannot do anything to affect the quality of their life in a positive direction. Most people think they can fuck their lives up relatively easily. <clears throat> but when they see these parts of their characteristic, these characteristics of their parts of their character or qualities that they have that they don't like, they don't think there's anything they can do about it. They think that it's going to have to be some external force that comes in or something else, or that there's nothing that can be done about these things. And I just don't think that's true. Right. Can I defend like, just myself for one second? Yeah. I do as I, maybe I wasn't specific enough or I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or blame you for, um, I, I don't want to say you mischaracterized what I said. Maybe I, it's been this past week that it's been interesting. Absolutely. Because we've talked in the past about my, the, the meditation and the breathing. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say that I'm, you know, oh, well, these thoughts are my friend. They're here forever, you know, but I have learned in ways to control them. Yes. But life is an ebb and a flow. And this Absolutely. week has been an interesting, you know, uptick of the thoughts or, a, a, you know, a low Absolutely. point. And, you know, I'll, I'll, it's not ruining my life. I'm not here like, dude. No, not at all. And I, so, I mean, it, but I do like the idea. I do like what you said. And maybe, and I didn't think of this until you said it, maybe the breathing meditation isn't cutting it this week, or maybe it's like running out of steam because I've done it for so long and the tricks are making their way back in like, ah, we know what he's going to try to stop us. Yeah, I mean, so maybe it's time to look for another approach because yeah. it is a constant battle. And I'm not saying I'll never win it, but you know, you do one thing long enough and you plateau. It's like lifting weights. I just lift 20 pounds every day. I'm not going to increase yeah. my metabolism or my muscle. My mind is a scalpel. It's really good at dissecting, mostly me. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily good at repair. It's not, it's not what you use to take to put things back together, right? Like my heart is much better at putting things back together. My mind is really good at taking things apart. But through dissection, not through like, oh, let's nicely unscrew this. Yeah. All the screws here. <laughs> let's it's take like, a look inside. Slice this and peel it open and slice and slice and yeah. slice. And it's like, it's relatively painless because it's super sharp until I, until the, until it isn't. Right. 
you know, until it hits the nerve that it was looking for. Right. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's like and I'm, I'm very good at dissecting myself. You know what I mean? And, and the things around me and I need to get much better at putting things together rather than taking them apart, I think. Well, I think we found uh, each thing we need to work on. Yeah, indeed. It's for, it's All right. Me. Well, yeah. um, don't know if we solved anything, but I enjoyed the fuck out of the talk. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope other people do too, you know? Yeah. Um, that. Anybody that is listening, watching, mostly watching, um, okay. Antar Goodwin. Like what? Smash that like button. Yes, please. And sh- smash that share button. Yeah. Um antargoodwin.com find him there uh we will katiehenrymusic.com we'll we'll especially start pushing that as the new album gets closer and and we had another meeting with the producer i'm so excited the songs good 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 yeah i'm at nathantimmel.com and this weekend my wife will put my book on my website but uh right now you can look for we are 100 on amazon paperback And and kindle and I don't say this just because we're buddies, man. It's it's a good fucking book, dude. It's oh, thanks. Um, I'll, this this is I'm I'm gonna say this. I didn't want to, but I am gonna say it because it's just uh, my mom finally started reading it, and she is she blew up my phone. She's like, okay, this is really good. I'm halfway through. I got it yesterday, and I already read half the book. You need to get this to a TV producer. I'm like, thanks, mom. It's not you don't just call up a tv producer he's like but you don't understand i could literally see this being a mini series or a t-. i'm like yeah okay that's it and i had to explain to her uh, i was kind of rejected by 150 agents already so and she's like how was it rejected i'm like so these are the it's the contradiction of of people that actually read the book really tend to like it but the powers that be that i was trying to give the book to her like that ah, fuck you it's a it's an interesting interesting dichotomy yeah like i I believe I wrote something that is compelling. Something like I'm, I'm not saying like I wrote the best book ever. It's not Shakespeare. I get that it's pulp. It's not. It's not uh, life changing. It's not uh, gonna gonna make any improve anyone's life. But for what it is, it's good. But at the same time, I have people in power telling me "fuck you." So it, I think that fucks with me. Like it. Anyway. Yeah. But, But it's called We Are 100, and I'm going to throw up a graphic. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. And there you go. That's this week's podcast. Good shit.